good morning and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ, and it is my pleasure to be with you today. I'm thankful that you have decided to tune in and to be a part of this study today, and uh, I'm glad that I can be a part of it as well. I want to invite you to uh, take a look at our website if you have not done so already. You can go to Mars Hill C-O-C, that is MarsHillCoc.org, and uh, we have um, our service times, uh, information about the congregation, all of that is on there. Uh, there's also uh, a way that you can contact us through the website. Uh, there's a send us a message uh, thing at the bottom if you want to send us a message, and uh you can, that will actually go into our email, and if you do that, uh, if you do it live, I will see it during the program. So I, I invite you to, to take advantage of that if you would like to. Uh, you can also email me directly at my email address, which is bkweb, bkweb, 519 at gmail.com. And again, if you send me an email uh, I will be able to see that uh, most likely, and uh, I can interject thoughts into the lesson if, if you have anything. Uh, I would love to encourage participation, and so if you would like to participate in that way, then please do so. Uh, this is a program that is sponsored by the Mars Hill Church of Christ in Christiana, Tennessee, and uh, we're, we're glad to provide this for you every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Our lesson today is going to be a continuation from last week. We began talking about Jacob, and we're doing a study of underdogs of the Bible, and we have this series going, and so today, Lord willing, we are going to finish up with Jacob, and we'll move on to someone else next week. I've, I've kind of decided in recent weeks that, that maybe it's best just to keep these lessons at maybe a two-lesson minimum uh, or maximum. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep just two lessons on one one lesson, really, and uh, no more than that, and that way we can move on and, and uh, maybe keep the interest up a little bit more. So we'll finish up with Jacob today, and then we'll move on to someone else who I would consider to be an underdog of the Bible. And if you have any suggestions... Anyone that you think would be a great underdog to study. So far, we have talked about Gideon. We've talked about Moses. And now we're talking about Jacob. And if you have any other suggestions, please submit those. We'll be glad to, uh, to have those and, and, and possibly do the, the lessons that, that you request also. Um, but again, thank you for, for just being here today. Before we get into our lesson, let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we thank you for the blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity that we have been given to study your word together by way of internet and radio. And and uh, we are thankful for, for the abilities that we have been given. We pray that we would use those in a way that is well-pleasing in your sight. We pray that you would continue to bless us throughout our lives. Help us to be better. Help us to be stronger Christians. 
than what we have been. Help us to be more like your son who set the perfect example for us. We pray that you would continue to bless us throughout this day and all others. We pray that you would keep us always in your care, no matter what we may face. And, and certainly we, we have much darkness around us, much worry, much fear, uh, much that is unknown to us. But we pray, Father, that you would be with us through it all and help us to overcome the temptations that we are faced with. Help us to remain faithful till the end. We thank you for Jesus. It is through him that we humbly pray. Amen. All right, as we get into our lesson for today, let me quickly review you on what we have already discussed about Jacob. And uh, if you missed last week's lesson, or if you want to go back and pick up on any of the lessons that, that you may have missed, one of the easiest ways is to go through our website, uh, marshillcoc.org, and you can go to resources and audio. And whenever you go into the audio page, one of the, the first things that you'll see is the According to the Scriptures banner. And underneath that are, are at least the last 10 lessons that we have had. And so you can go on there and listen to, to those lessons our sermons are also on that page, and if you want to look at this uh, at the podcast, we have this as a podcast for the Mars Hill Church of Christ, and you have to, if you go through the Apple Podcasts, it would be Mars Hill Church of Christ podcast. You have to put in all the words to find it, uh, but it is also linked on our website. If you go into the links under resources. Uh, you can find a, a direct link to the podcast, and, and you can subscribe from there. Uh, it's pretty easy to get to. Um, but if you just go to our website, all of that is on there, and uh, you can take advantage of that. Last week's lesson, we talked about Jacob, and uh, we mentioned several things about him. We understand that he is the youngest of two brothers who were twins. Uh, Esau was the oldest. They're, they both became great nations. Both uh, of them, later on, there were many people that came after them that formed two great nations, the nation of, uh, of Israel and the nation of Edom. Uh, but anyway, we, we have that. There's a reference to that in Amos chapter 1 and verse 11. We looked at Jacob's name, which means supplanter, or deceitful, which literally means one who takes the heel. And we recognize that in their birth, that Jacob took Esau's heel. And so that's where the name comes from, but, but it, it comes to mean deceitful and supplanter. We understand that Jacob gained the birthright. The birthright is something that was given to the oldest, and it was mainly in reference to inheritance. And so Esau was entitled to the birthright, but by deceit, Jacob gained that birthright, as we read in Genesis 25, in verses 29 through 34. One of the lessons that we learn from Esau in this is that he did not properly respect or properly 
regard the blessing of the birthright which was given to him by God. And that, and that is one of the reasons that he lost it. Um, he was, was not caring enough in regard to his birthright, not just by Jacob's deceit, but, but just in the way that, that he had, the, the attitude that he had toward his birthright was not in the right place. Jacob not only deceived his brother, but he also came to deceive his father, Isaac. Um, he was influenced by his mother to do so in Genesis chapter 27. And so we see that, that he gained the greater blessing because he deceived his father, Isaac. And later we find that, that as things usually do, things came full circle for Jacob and that he too was deceived by his father-in-law Laban in regard to the giving of his daughter Rachel. He deceived Jacob by giving him the oldest daughter first without telling him, and he didn't realize it until after he had already married her, and even until the next morning. And we came to a point where I wanted to begin the lesson in Genesis chapter 32. If you would turn there with me, and follow along Genesis chapter 32. And let's look here at, at what we can learn in regard to Jacob's wrestling with God. Now, this is also referenced in Hosea. I believe it's Hosea 12, if I was looking right, maybe verse 4. Um, that I did not put in my notes. But anyway, there is a reference in Hosea to this. Uh, mostly we, we see this in reference to an angel, but, but Jacob also refers to this angel directly as God. And so we have this reference to him wrestling with God, or at least a representative of God, but, but he re wrestled with God. This is a, a very, in some ways it's puzzling. Uh, because it's hard to understand exactly how this takes place and exactly what it means. And, and I'll admit that I had to do a little extra digging in, in regard to this study myself. But we'll look at verses 22 through 32 of Genesis 32, and we'll see what we can gather from this lesson. And hopefully it will be something that is beneficial to you. We'll start by reading the text, and then we'll go back and pick up some of the, the highlights of it. Beginning with Genesis 32, verse 22, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And this is Jacob that said this. 
I will not let you go. Verse 27. So he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob. This is the angel. This is God speaking to Jacob. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name, excuse me, called the name of the place Peniel, P-E-N-I-E-L, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip and the muscle that shrank. I want to begin by by filling you in on the context of the passage, because earlier in the chapter, we read that Jacob is preparing to meet with his brother Esau. They have not seen each other since Jacob deceived his father Isaac. And whenever it was realized what had happened, Esau actually planned and threatened to kill Jacob. And so Jacob fled for that reason, and he goes to Laban. We find that's where he he meets Rachel, and he he desires her as wife. He is deceived, and and how he is married to Rachel uh, by marrying Leah first. He had to have her first, and then he agreed to serve another seven years with Laban for Rachel's hand in marriage. And so he did all of this, and he has his family. He begins his family. Well, they come to this point where as they are traveling, they come upon where Esau lives. And so Jacob is preparing to face Esau, possibly. He is preparing for Esau not to be pleased with him. He is preparing for Esau to do as he had originally planned in killing Jacob. And so in this preparation, he sends uh, gifts to Esau. He sends something forward to appease his supposed wrath. And the two do not actually meet until after Jacob's wrestling with God. So we're right in the middle of all of that when we get to Genesis 32 and verse 22. And so when it says that he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok, when he does all of this, they are in the midst. They are preparing to meet with Esau. And so we get to verse thir- or 24, verse 24, 
where it says that Jacob was left alone. And the man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. In my New King James Version, the the word man and any reference, any pronoun that is referenced to this man is capitalized because Jacob refers to him as God. And so we we have that representation there, whether it was God personally, uh, you can take it however you want to, but this is God to him. He is wrestling with God. In verse 25, we read that he did not prevail against him. And, And notice that this man, this angel, that God touched the socket of his hip. I had to look into the the wording there because touch, whenever we think of the word touch in the English language, you think of just a a light touch. And that's not what we're talking about here, especially when we realize that the joint, uh, the socket of his hip was out of joint. It wasn't just from a light touch. But another another reference to the word touched here, another way of translating this would be struck. And, and that makes more sense. Uh, struck violently even. The, the socket of his hip to the point that it was out of joint. I looked at several translations and most of them use the word touched to translate from the Hebrew. But one that did not was the CEV, the Contemporary English Version. And I want to to read that just to give you an idea of what we're talking about here. This is verse 25 of Genesis 32 from the CEV. When the man saw that he could not win, he struck Jacob on the hip and threw it out of joint. And that makes more sense to me. It makes more sense in in our reading and our understanding of what is happening here. But he struck Jacob on the hip and it threw it out of joint. So whenever we we read that that this man, that, that God touched the socket of his hip, this is the way that it was done. It was struck violently. So to throw it out of joint. Jacob refused to end this wrestling. Uh, God says to him, let me go for the day breaks. And Jacob says in verse 26, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob recognized this as God. And he recognized that God could bless him. And he refused to let go until he had been blessed. We get to verse 27. And Jacob is asked, what is your name? And he says, Jacob. And in verse 28, God says to him, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. I want to bring up a point here with verse 28. 
that through this encounter with God, Jacob was changed. Jacob was changed. And so was his name. Whenever we have name changes in scripture, it means something. Think of some of the name changes that you remember. Let's think for a moment about Abraham. Abraham was not originally named Abraham. He was originally named Abram. And when there was a change in his life, uh, after God gave him the, the promises that, that, that he did, his name was changed from Abram to Abraham. I think of, of Saul, the New Testament Saul, who later became Paul. His name was changed because he was a changed man. And we'll come back to that in, in a, a few moments. But Jacob's name was changed for very good reason. Because Jacob also was changed. This encounter with God changed him. And we see that throughout his life. Um, he, he kind of takes a turn here a little bit in his life. He's, we don't read the, the, the deception as much as we read about God leading him and him following God. But there was reason for all of this. And, and we see that, that as his name was changed, that yes, he also was a changed man. It is said that this encounter's purpose was to renew Jacob's confidence in God's guidance. Now, sometimes we need a little bit of strength added to our lives. Maybe we need not the, the faith, the foundation of faith, but we need our faith renewed. Our, our faith needs to be new in some way. And this kind of serves as, as a renewal of Jacob to him doing God's will. And if that be the case, then, then he certainly walked away from it, a changed man. There were some things that were different about his life. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I did some studying on this and we, we kind of have the, the perception that Jacob is left with a limp for the rest of his life. But as I looked into this, I, I found that, that really Scripture does not necessarily support that idea, nor does it really deny that idea. But there are some interesting things about the, the idea that, that he went away from this with a limp because he did bow before Esau several times following this. I believe it's seven times. And it would be difficult to do that, physically speaking, uh, with a limp. But however you look at it, we really are not told that in Scripture. And I think that's something that, that, that is, is good for us to remember. We need to make sure that, that we are following the Scripture. If we're learning something from the Scripture Let's make sure that the scriptures actually say it. Um, but uh, a lot has been said that I, I've, I've grown up believing that he walked away with a limp. And, and I kind of thought that even 
going into this study, but the Bible does not actually say that. And so let's be careful to speak only where the Bible speaks. But again, he walked away from it, a changed man. He had contended before with man, that is referenced toward the end of all of this, that he had contended with man, and now he had also contended with God. Now, let's bring this to a conclusion in our, our closing minutes. We are very short on time, but I want to bring, to bring out some, just three observations here, hopefully. First of all, deceit breeds trouble. Something that we learn from this text and from this instance, from, from Jacob's contending with God, uh, and, and really just his life, deceit breeds trouble. Whenever we look at Jacob's life overall, remember that he was deceitful on multiple occasions. But we also read of other instances where someone was deceitful, such as Abraham in Genesis 20 and verses 1 through 13, and Isaac in Genesis 26, verses 6 through 11, both lied about their relationships with their wives, saying they were half-sisters. And, and even though it was a half-truth, it was still a lie. Even a half-truth is still alive. And it caused some problems with the relationship between Abraham and Isaac and the, the respective kings that they were talking to. Might I ask you, in regard to what we have just read, has some encounter in your life changed you? Helping you to grow in your confidence in God. Jacob grew in his confidence in God. There may be some kind of instance that has changed you, such as Saul's conversion. He was changed from that. Why are you persecuting me? Saul went from persecuting the church and Christ to serving and preaching Christ. And you know, in a similar way, the Lord speaks to us today through his word. John 6, in the latter part of verse 63, the words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Maybe it is that the word of God has changed you, and it should. It absolutely can. It has that power. It can change lives. And one final observation is that God's will for us always prevails. In Romans chapter 9, and looking at the latter part of verse 11 and reading into verse 12, the purpose of God according to the election might stand not of works, but of him who calls. In verse 12, it was said of her, the older shall serve the younger. And as it is written, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. Notice that it was the Lord's will from the beginning of the birth of Esau and Jacob that the older would serve the younger. That was God's will, and that is what prevailed. And even in our lives, no matter what our will may be, 
God's will always prevails. God's will always prevails. I hope this has been a a helpful lesson to you, and I thank you for being with me today. I look forward to being with you, Lord willing, next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Again, you can go to our website, marshillcoc.org. You can catch up with older programs there. Um, We also have several other resources there. Uh, You can live stream our services through Facebook and also look at those on the website. Um, Several ways that you can connect with the Mars Hill congregation, and we invite you to do so. Uh, Again, thank you for being with me today. I look forward to being with you next week, Lord willing. Until we meet again, may God bless you.